familiar with the problem of trying to explain that which seems impossible, he said. Please, take whatever time you need. Thank you, said the woman. She took a deep breath and began talking. She spoke for the better part of an hour, stumbling occasionally, wrestling with the difficulty of expressing certain concepts in German, but for the most part she spoke quickly and precisely, having rehearsed her speech well. The man listened intently, saying nothing, his dark eyes fixed on the woman's face. When she was finished, he sat perfectly still for quite some time. Then, without a word, he rose and went to the window and drew the curtain aside. He peered out at the darkness for what seemed to the woman an eternity. When he finally spoke... He did not turn around. I understand now, he said. Why you thought I would not believe you? The woman's face fell. I see, she said. All right, then. If you would be so kind as to get my coat, I apologize for taking your time. She rose. The man turned around. I didn't say I didn't believe you. Then you do believe me? She said softly. I didn't say that either, he said. But I am intrigued. I would like to know more. Of course. There is so much more I can tell you and show you. And there are others who... The man held up his hand. Yes, I will run to hear everything, he said. But there is something I need to know first. What is it? Why are you telling me these things? Why has your organization decided that I, of all the people you must have access to, should be given information that you and your people have worked so hard for so long to keep secret? The woman took a step toward the man. Because we have a problem, she said. A grave problem that threatens to cause terrible harm, not just to us, but to many people, perhaps all people. All people? asked the man, arching an eyebrow. Yes. I don't mean to sound melodramatic, but yes. And you come to me because? Because we believe that the work you are doing may hold the key to solving this problem. You want my help? Yes. We want your help. The man looked out the window again. The storm had worsened. The whistling wind pelted wet snowflakes against the window panes. The woman stared at him anxiously, awaiting his decision. Finally, he turned back to her. All right, he said. Tell me about this problem of yours. A smile of relief flooded her face. Her green eyes shone with gratitude. Thank you, she said. I haven't done anything yet. But you're willing to listen, she said. And we have nowhere else to turn. We believe you are our only hope.
Mr. Einstein. Chapter 1. The Secret Compartment Aiden Cooper sprinted up the stairs. From behind, he heard a voice choking with fury shout, I'm going to kill you! Aiden reached the second-floor hallway, crowded with antique end tables and chairs, its walls covered in dark oil paintings. He heard footsteps creaking up the stairs. He hurried down the hall and ducked into his father's study, closing the door as quietly as he could. The footsteps reached the top of the stairs. You're dead! You hear me? called the voice. Dead! The voice belonged to Aiden's sister, Sarah. She was very unhappy because Aiden had just swiped her iPhone, which he now clutched in his hand. He heard a door open and shut, then another. Sarah was checking the upstairs.